With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before. We're hospital-grade cleaning. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the metro. No mask, no metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doing our part. Oh, yeah! What a finish for 3-2 from Serge Aurier! First hand here to Son. Kane. Good area for Spurs. And Kane's not afraid to shoot. Wow, what a goal. Harry Kane. That is exceptional. Try and place it. Wonderfully taken by Eric Lamella. Never afraid to take on a shot. And with good reason. Terry in the Burnley back line. And Son breaks forward. Oh, wow, what a run. Yemin Son from inside his own half has scored one of the best goals of his Spurs career. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the latest episode. You know what? We've got to work on the name of the pod at some point, you know? Yeah. That's, that's a hard thing to do. I realise I've sat there, I've sat there like at the drawing board trying to think of different ways to remix Touchline and Tottenham and mm. hey, it's harder than it looks, I can't lie. Proper, proper. Like on, on one hand, like you could argue Touchline Hotspur works because it sounds similar to Tottenham Hotspur, but... We we do we might have to sprinkle some sauce on it somehow. Maybe next yeah, season. Yeah, yeah, the sauce, yeah. The sauce has to come. The sauce will come. The sauce will come. <laughs> we got the sauce I, in the past. We're good. 
How you guys doing this week, though, man? Doing good, man. Doing good. Doing good. I yeah, see. Man. I see. See the man they've been writing for the athletic and that. It's crazy. It's crazy. Trendsetters. Trendsetters. How you doing, Owen? You good? Yeah, I'm very well. Uh, first game back of uh, six aside, literally just now, and ended up getting quadruple lung failure. And clearly, I'm not built for this heat. So, it's on my phone a little bit lack, but we're out here. You've got to get that two-week two pre-season in here. <laughs> oh, mate. <laughs> oh, hi, all. How you doing, my bro? Man. I'm just... I'm right, you know, trying to... Obviously, rugby season's coming. Like, the coach is going to finish us. So, I went for a... We were running the rain the other day, which I've never done before. Bro, when them raindrops touch your jaw, yeah? Very, <laughs> very deep. My, my runs are the square in it. So when I run the first three directions, it's all right. But then when you come the opposite way oh, to the, yeah, the rain, yeah. Yo, I didn't know if it was sweat, blood, bogeys. I don't know. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to run through the pain. Tire. Hey, How you doing, man? I'm not as uh, not as healthy as you guys. Clearly, the only running I do is for the training back. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> decent, so it's been decent. So looking forward to the show. Good week, yeah. Tops. Yeah, man. I'm good. Uh, busy week. I'm I'm done for a little while now. So just uh, happy to be back on the pod with you guys. Nice, 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 nice. Yeah. Good to hear. Um, shouts out to everyone, to Sai and the rest. Everyone who's not here today. But it was, it was a good week, I think, for Spurs, all things considered. Probably we can start at the last game. Got the 1-1 um, the against Crystal Palace. I don't know. Um, Ty, do you want to take us through that one? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think we've done our predictions for the Palace game. I think we was all expecting a win. Well, I mean, I was. Yeah. It was in the last seven or eight. And what we saw was pretty dreadful. Um, <laughs> it was a real bore-fest yeah, good goal to to kick us off with Harry Kane again, our bagsman back. But apart from that, we didn't really do anything. I can't remember the game, you know. Apart from the two <laughs> goals, I don't remember much else happening. Dreadful, it was really, but it was a boring end to the season. Up. Yeah, but I mean, top uh, top six secured. That's it, man. That's the main thing. So on balance, yeah, I guess that is that is the main thing, or that's how it falls. In fact, I, I think we had some conversations about whether it would have been better not to get into Europa League. I know Sai's not here. I think he was the main one saying that. But yeah, I mean, um, now that we're there, I, it just feels like a victory to be in there, man. I know it's not the end of the season that we all would have wanted, but all things considered, like being 14th when Poch left, I think it's a, it's a good thing on balance. Yeah, we would it would have been just our luck to finish 7th and then Arsenal finish 10th but win the FA Cup and then yeah. we would have just been holding banter until for the, rest of the, the end of next season. For no reason. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? So, so I think yeah. I'd rather it's it sounds pedantic, but I would rather finish sixth and slog it out in the Europa than have that man try and banter us from way down south. For they're rubbing shoulders with, with Burnley and them. I don't want to I don't <laughs> hear from them because <laughs> <laughs> like the boys the boys down the road, they seem stressed out, I can't lie. Like they it's not looking good for them over there. <laughs> it's not looking good, man. Like they're in free fall right now. Literally, just, no parachute. It's a sticky one, steel for them. <laughs> so we've got um, Kane, Kane and Mourinho nominated for um, Player of the Month and Manager of the Month, respectively. 
Do you guys mm-hmm. think that's deserved? Yeah, nominations. I don't know if either of them will win it. I mean, Kane got six goals in seven games in mm-hmm. July. So I think he's in with a fair shot. Yeah, I mean, I think only Sterling probably deserves it a bit more. I would say Sterling had a really good end to the season, but I mean, Kane after not playing for six months, he's he's been amazing since he's come back. So yeah, yeah. good to see our boys nominated for something good for once. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a positive. It's definitely a positive end. Uh, Mourinho, I'm I'm not really sure how he's how he's got in there to be honest. But <laughs> oh, yes, you know what the don the don is so shameless. Like you can see the way he celebrated at the end of that Palace game. <laughs> <laughs> like that's how I know that like levels of God, man. You're like, lucky you didn't pass out the champs and start doing knee slides, man. It's it's mad <laughs> with him. Like he. He's so shameless, but it's not as if like the stats haven't backed him. So mm-hmm. he like he has every right to like to be behaving or even to be in with a shout with you know this manager of the month award. I suppose this last sort of four or five games after the Sheffield United game, we have kind of turned it around and he has kind of been he's had the squad sort of regalvanized or rejuvenated. And you know, we've kind of ended on a on a decent run, you know. Like as I said like previously on Twitter, like we we were fourteenth to start with, and he's got Kane scoring again, and we finished sixth, and you know we've got European competition to possibly look forward to, and you know potential funding from European competition. So he ain't really going to complain, you know. So, mm-hmm. so I mean, um, do you guys think anybody else had a good game in the um, Crystal Palace game apart from Harry Kane? I say Lacelso had a very good first half. He had another assist there again for the stat watchers. He did. He did. <laughs> and it was padding them up. He's padding them up. When he went off in the second half as well, and Bergwijn kind of took over that advanced role. Like mm-hmm. we, I mean, the game just kind of died anyway because yeah. all, all the players were tired. But I was hoping also his influence on the team. Obviously, when he went off in the second half, that we didn't really look like yeah. creating that much from deep. I don't think Stevie really impressed in that cameo. Like. Um, obviously, it was it wasn't the best game for him to no. to feature in. But it's tough. It's tough for him to get going like a off the yeah. bench um, and b just when we're clearly trying to shut up shop. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Stevie, yeah. Stevie, Stevie wants us to when I think Stevie's at his best when we're either properly on the break, like you know two on two or three on three or whatever, or like we're playing like a bit progressively. Um, so I don't know if I can fault him for that one too much because his style is very opposite end of the spectrum to the game plan that we were doing at the time mm. you know what I mean I think I was probably I think I was probably more relieved that Aurea just looked okay against Zaha to be honest yeah genuinely what I was probably more worried about and he, I'm not going to say he locked him down per se but he, he did okay you know kept him yeah. fairly quiet yeah absolutely. absolutely I think Schlopp even gave him more problems than Zaha yeah he did Schlopp was, <laughs> yeah. was decent yeah Schlopp was on he was, he was causing us some problems in that game I mean, um, our, another person I wanted to bring up was uh, Alderweireld. Um, I thought he had a really good game as well. But there were times when I was just thinking, is he going to be our main starting centre-forward next season? And I, I just wondered what you guys thought, like what would be our, our starting centre-forward pairing next season? Centre-forward? 
I swear we've done that before. Remember when Gary Doherty used to go up top? Just send him up top, man. Send him up top. We'll launch it. Bro, Alderweireld up there, man. Boy, do you not remember when when Stuart when Stuart Pierce had John Macken on the bench and he threw David James up top? It was the wildest thing I've ever seen in my life. I must have been about 10. I was like, what the fuck is this guy doing, bro? <laughs> we lose that game. Oh, that. Yeah, we even lost. Mad. <laughs> I think even Klopp, didn't Klopp do that one time with like Quarka or someone crazy like that? It wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me, bro. Anything can happen at Liverpool. I've seen, I've seen Pepe <laughs> Reina play. I saw Pepe Reina play centre mid in pre-season, bro. <laughs> but anyway, back to centre. Um, can we see to- Toby based on current form? I think has to be starting CB. How old is Toby now? 31? About 31 or 32, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think this is like like the back end of the prime. He's not, mm. like, he did, he did the, he's declined definitely. Like, he's not as bet, he's not as good as he was, but he's definitely, like, the improvement has been unreal um, since the restart. You know, this is someone who wasn't really getting starts. Realistically, we're going to see, you know, Sanchez and Dyer for a while, which which is worrying. Um but I think you need if if Toby is now settled in the fact that he's going to be one of the experienced ones in the dressing room, leading some of the younger lot. Um, I'm sure we'll touch on on King Ledley coming back. But you know, I feel like Ledley's going to be looking for someone like Toby to sort of get his messages across really loud and clear in defence as well. So yeah, and I think Toby has to be like the main centre back this year. Yeah, do you think it will be him and Dyer or him and Sanchez in that case? I think it's really depends on the opposition. If the other team yeah. has like a quick striker, he might want Sanchez in for his pace. Um, I think that's what we've seen so far. Mm. Um, but I think going forward next season, we're slowly going to see Alderweireld get phased out, I think. Um, especially with the Europa League. Um, hopefully if we get another centre-back, don't know about this South Korean brother, but if we get another actual centre-back that we've seen play before, um, Alderweireld might not play in the Europa League games and we save him on a weekly basis so he's not playing too much. I think that'll be the best foot forward for us because every time I think of Alderweireld this season, I just see flashbacks of Danny Ings putting man on his knees. Oh. <laughs> I want to see that again, oh. again, again. So there's a lot of work to be done in every area of the pitch now. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Like, I think um, centre back for us is a key area. I know we've got good centre backs there. I just don't think we've got a good pairing at the moment. I think that's where we're struggling. So far, like just to find that that um, consistency, yeah. Um, but yeah, as you touched on before, we go into like some some awards or like what we think of like the season. Ledley King joining the backroom staff, man. What do you guys think of that? Like, um, I know we were we were throwing out like lots of different names of people that we want in different roles in the backroom staff. But I mean, Ledley King, that's not really one that came up. I don't think was it. No, I don't think so. Like, it was weird. I, for some reason, I actually thought he was already part of like sort of the back coaching stuff, but I didn't. I didn't think it was an official official thing. But mm-hmm. because I, I, I'm sure I'd seen pictures like somewhere of him uh, at, a, at a training ground things like this. So I was, I was maybe like, hmm. he'd done a bit um, of under eighteen work in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think. Because when when the Jose thing popped up, I was I did a look into it and I remember Ledley come out and said a little while back that he just wanted a break, didn't feel like he was ready at the time. So I'm yeah. sure it's probably been a work in progress since probably before restart. Um, but yeah, that's that's all I know to my knowledge. 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm reading a piece from um, Alistair Gold, like really good journalist on Twitter about Tottenham. <clears throat> and he was saying about Lady King a few years ago, he talked to him about maybe joining, um, doing his coaching badges and joining the backroom staff of Spurs. And he was saying, not interested, have, don't care about being a coach or anything like that. So it'll be interesting to see what effect Mourinho had on um, Lady King coming in. Because yeah. on paper, it looks like, you know, our best defender, I don't think, doubtably, like he was our best yeah. defender when he yeah. played. Yeah, well, in my um, lifetime. Really yeah. So it should work on paper. Whether it does, who knows? It's interesting you say that as well because I think um, when I was watching Mourinho talk about it, he said something about like um, Lady King was he's willing to do all of the badges or anything it takes like to be part of the backroom staff now as well. So yeah, I think that does indicate sort of that that one eighty spin like maybe from from the direction he was headed in before. I'm sure he was ambassador. I can't remember. I need, I need to check that. As well. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think it's a, a very good move, especially since um, Mourinho seems to be that kind of defensive coach. And, like, um, you know what they say about Ledley King's knees. So I feel like he had a, a, that, that control of, of, like, more of the mental side of the game as well, which is probably something you can share, something you can give Dyer, you can give Alderweireld, um, especially, I would say, Sanchez and maybe Oriente. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it, it, it's, it's good. It's definitely good. It's a positive thing. I think um, be really he's going to be doing more training sessions as a coach than he did as a player. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> poor Ledley's knees, eh? Jesus. I think, I think it would also be really good for Tanganga as well, just after signing the contract and getting someone who, because he does, and I feel like he prefers to play CB. So, having like a young, up and coming CB listening to like effectively a club legend, like you said, arguably our best defender ever, or at least that we've all seen. I think that should be really good for Tanganga's development as well. Yeah. Just lastly, sorry. Yeah. Um, I feel like there could, obviously I don't know Ledley's personality inside out, but I don't know, there could be maybe another reason Hose has brought him in is to like dovetail in a sort of good cop, bad cop kind of way. Mm. Because I know, I'm not, I'm not going to say to connect, but I know someone, I'm friends with someone's sister who used to play, who plays for United and the way Jose used to treat certain man, it was like he stepped on his mum's neck four times a day <laughs> for no reason whatsoever. And it annoys me that people say, oh, that's just his style. You've got to get used to it. Didn't mm. work for Martial, didn't work for Popular. It doesn't work for everyone. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. So maybe he needs the balance of the more arm on the shoulder kind of person. Maybe that's where Levy's going to come in slightly younger, like, you know, a bit more in touch with the youth as he's worked with the under 18s and stuff like that. So, that could potentially be another factor. So, I'm thinking maybe like Ndombele should benefit <laughs> from that kind of situation. If if this oh, is yeah. if this is true, because um yeah, it seems like to me as well. It seems like he does this at every club he's been at. Like he always picks. From my perspective, anyway, he picks one of the best talents. It's almost like he's just letting everyone know, like I'm I'm the big dog around there. Like he's just trying to pick on the biggest talent, the biggest name and then make them feel like they're not needed or they're not necessary in order to make everybody else feel like, wow, like how, how, how many chosen me like over that person almost? Like I need to give 150%, 200%, 300%. So yeah, I don't know, it's interesting. Obviously that's just me looking from the outside in and hopefully we get a better perspective into that in this Amazon documentary because I mean, there's not really much else to look forward to there, is there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, like I think it would be good as well because like someone like, like Ledley, like he's done it. So like you mentioned about 
him playing at the back end of his career. So that would be important for someone like Toby because he can obviously tell him or try and you know, sort of help him and be like, this is how you kind of want to be looking after your body or if you want to change your game mm-hmm. in a certain way as you get older. But then also for someone like, as you said, like Tanganga, like, you know, them days where Lily came in and he was playing along alongside Judas, you know, and <laughs> doing his thing when he was like a young boy. So he really has seen like, you know, the whole process, you know, yeah. not yeah. just in England, but also internationally as well. So I think for us, it'll be massive. Like, in my opinion, like, in my lifetime, he is the best defender I've ever seen at Spurs. Like, that guy, he's like, hands down, my top two favourite Tottenham players of all time. And I'm always going to respect like Everything that, like, Harry Redknapp used to say about him, I used to be like, if Harry really, really saying this stuff, like, it, right. it can't not be true. And then, I was getting. I was listening to some stuff on a podcast the other day, and they were mentioning about world class defenders. And someone like popped up and said about reminded me of this this statement that Thierry Henry had made that like you know one of the toughest defenders he had ever played against like in his life. So for someone who basically had dodgy knees and played basically centre back and DM like mm-hmm. to have that sort of and Thierry Henry is like a killer like to have that sort of a compliment. You know, he, he's got to be doing something, you know? Yeah. I played DM for England, you know. People forget, bro. It's yeah. crazy. It's absolutely crazy. I think even Henri was saying, like, he was one of the only players that doesn't, like, grab you. He's not grabbing your arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dirty, Proper like, defender, yeah, ability, exactly. Like, yeah. But, man, yeah, that's, that's definitely a positive for the future as well. It's, everything's positive this week, this week, man. I don't know. It's ending good. <laughs> I thought Mourinho was going to have negative effects on the club, man. But everything's looking, the future's looking bright right now. Let's see. Um, I mean, we were talking about King being one of our best defenders that we've seen in our lifetime. In my opinion, the second best defender we've ever seen in, in my lifetime left the club, obviously, this week. Yeah, and I that video that Tottenham mm. released, it, it hit the heartstrings, man. <laughs> Now we I feel like we're gonna miss him man. Like obviously he is he's getting older and, and it happens to everyone, man. But that period when you had Alderweireld and Vertongan at the back behind like Modric and Dembele, oh like oh, it was just crazy, man. Like that is that is the kind of spine that you can build crazy things around, man. And it's like, I, I hope it's coming again. I hope we're going to see something like that happen again under, um, like, King and Mourinho, man. I think the foundations are definitely there. Mm, I hear that, I hear that. Hold on, whose dog is that? Oh. <laughs> 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 Some of that. When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before. We're hospital grade cleaning. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask, no Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doing our part. I was just thinking about that whole thing. I do actually yes. miss Harry Redknapp's compliments as well. Like, you know, you say complimented Harry. Look, Harry. Deadly King. Deadly. Like, even if we had a defender like David Luiz, myself or something, you'd be like, oh, well, he's a top, top player. He'll come back. <laughs> 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 
Just on the topic of Jan, like, I think obviously love everything he did for the club, can never say a bad word about him, but the man deserved more, man. He mm. deserved at least one medal. Yeah, he, he deserves way, way more. Way, way more, man. He deserved it, man. Like, it, it, I feel sorry for him that he is left without any 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 trophies. Like it, all he's got is the nostalgia trophy, and that's it. Mm. You got that Audi thing? I was just like, <laughs> got the TT. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, like you know, I'm not gonna I'm I'm not gonna speak on it, but it's criminal that there's like a group of players that we had that no, we real. hit at like yeah. sweet spot and didn't win nothing, man. I just. Mm. For real. It's hard, but you just have to just try and forget it and just hopefully you just go again. New squad, we've got a new stadium, new new manager. Let's just move with positivity for the new season. Like I'm gonna miss Jan as well because it's amazing. Like as 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 a Tottenham fan, you always want them to just do their best and you want them to fight for you. Even if you lose, you want them to fight. Mm. So when I when I watched that video and he said his favorite game was that was the battle of the bridge that's when I knew that he understood <laughs> he under, that's, when I, that's when I knew that he understood what it is to be a, mm. a Tottenham player because he realised that he hates Chelsea he knows that we, what we were going for and every man was fighting for each other under Pochettino in that match mm. and even though we lost like imagine him saying that that was his favourite game in his whole whole time at Spurs 8-9 years that's, that's amazing man yeah, that's crazy it's crazy, man. What do you think his his best moments were like for you guys? Hmm. Anything that's the most first season where he just scored all of those goals and we thought, oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, when he was playing left back, <laughs> uh, um, was it behind Bale? I think. Yeah. 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 He was playing like dial right back that season as well. Like <laughs> crazy, four centre back, destroying everyone. <laughs> I'd I'd probably say for me personally, the Tongan. His assist in his goal against Dortmund. Mm-hmm. Like this season, I just I love last minute winners. I just I it just I just need it injected into my veins. So the last minute winner in the rain against Wolves. Yeah. That oh, oh, side celebration. Oh, the best. The best. The best. Trust me. You know what moment I'm probably feeling? Yeah, when Aubameyang missed the pen. I was oh, just thinking that. And Vatongan moved to uh, he was illegally in the box. <laughs> That's what made it even sweeter as well, you know. All the Arsenal fans crying about it. They were all crying, oh Vatongan. I was like, shut up your mouth. I don't care. <laughs> shut up. It always seems to be picked like this as well. Just literally. Yeah, he's done the real secret <laughs> one. I think I think that one. Yeah. That one is probably that one's probably my fave. That and he, I think he had some mad last-minute tackle on Marco Royce um, against Dortmund one time. Would be be between those two, probably the Arsenal one. But yeah, man, <laughs> Rolls Royce defender. Yeah, man, proper, mm. proper. And don't forget, he actually initially rejected going to Arsenal in the first place. Mm. I didn't know that. Oh wow! Didn't I remember, that. like he was about to join Arsenal, and then they were saying something about, oh, he may have to start playing holding midfield when he joined. And it was just like, oh, okay, I'll go Tottenham. Oh, fair play. Nice. Yeah, the right choice, man. Different things. Good for me, the right choice. So let's do, um, let's go into like, I guess, our version of awards of the season or review of the season. 
Um, I just wanted to throw some some topics out there from a friend. <laughs> I think it was yeah, from Jonathan Veal. Jonathan D. Veal 83. Giving some some love there. Praise but yeah, I wanna I wanna throw out some of his questions. So like um you got you got the normal ones. I mean like the best goal, I don't think anybody's gonna argue about that one. We all agree Son Burnley. Yeah, Son Burnley. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I mean, I see that. was uh was Bergeron, wasn't it? Or Bergwin. Yeah, yeah. Another yeah. bang goal. Another bang goal, but no, it has to be Son. It has to be Son. I, I say from from for the rest of the Christians. Like let's we can just throw out um yeah, throw out some nominations and then we just vote in it for, for who wins. But um player of the year? Harry Kane. Ooh. I think it's tight. I'll say Harry Kane. I'm going for Sun. If you had I'm asked me for... before the lockdown, I would have said Sun for sure. Mm. I'm going for Sun. I'm going for Sun. So I think Ohio, you got the did you say Kane or? That's the Kane as well, yeah. Oh, so that's all right, cool. We'll give it Kane then. Um, <laughs> because just because he, 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 he gets bust and he, he just keeps plugging away, he never stops. Everyone's like, oh, my man's finished. He's like, okay, wait for me. That's what he does. <laughs> that's oh, it, man. So I'm finished. <laughs> Fantastic. Say, so watch. <laughs> Look, then. It, it, it almost drives him, man. Honestly, it I, I see a stat like that he played every minute of every game since he came back or something like he that. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. <laughs> He's, insane, he's a insane, well, What do you expect? Well, there's no one on the bench for him, though. Like, there's no one to replace him. What, what, what does he expect? Like, he has to play. Like, you know what I mean? He's yeah. like padlocked to the pitch. <laughs> I, I still don't get... I'll never get why Trey Parrott doesn't come on, though. Especially well, like, with that news of... He was injured for most of the lockdown. Yeah, he was, Parrot. yeah. 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 He was getting no love early season, though. Like, no. Yeah, nothing, yeah. Nothing. He ended the last season on a... Over a bit of a high with coming in with Pochettino, and then that just got nipped in the bud, man. I love how when Mourinho first came in as well, and fans were obviously calling, <laughs> and he, you know, what I'm going to say as well. And he turned around, it's just like, what, what are these fans all about? None of them have seen him play. It's so annoying because it's so. What's off this? What's He's off just this? sat there like, what are you not talking about? Like, no. <laughs> Just it's true. He's 18, bro. Like. Well, it's true. A, a, a lot of what he would say, he, he has every right to say it. It's like, this is a kid who we clearly know like has a decent prospect, but has basically played no top, top level football. So how are we supposed to know that he's if he comes in automatically, he's just going to do a Rashford and hit the ground running, you know? Mm. Mm. Uh, who was the biggest flop? <sighs> oh... I know who it is. I just don't want to say his name. No one wants to say it, bro. <laughs> nah, I'm, no, I'm no, going to throw out. No, 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 I'm going to go for the safe even. option. I'm going to go for you, the man, safe option. You, man, don't even think about it. Don't even I'm going to throw out. Don't even think about it. Watch. That's a oh, you know what? That's a, that's a, that, I think <laughs> that's a decent shout. That's you know, like, Poch, Poch was the biggest flop, man. I can't... For me, I can't put Ndombele under the bus like that. No. Can't do it. Impossible, impossible, impossible. I think it was Poch, man, because... Going into the season, I thought the stars were aligned, man. I thought, I thought, I thought, cool. We were a bit Spursy in the final of the Champions League, but it happens. You know what I mean? And we've, and we've been there a million times. And I thought, but to get to the final shows some progression. And I thought we were we were going to kick on from there. So it was, it was disappointing that that period, especially like the few games before he got sacked. That was the word. That was the low point for me, man. Mm-hmm. I think just to put a bit of a twist on that one. 
Mm. Um, I think maybe if I say potentially largest descent from where they were sort of um, admired from last season, mm-hmm. on the lowest low key, Sissoko's standing in the team has probably gone down. Not in terms of him; he's obviously going to start every week because of yeah. what he does. Yeah. But um, you know, last season. I think you know he came into the team like he was people worried about him being sold. He's coming. He's just he's just everywhere. Enforcer, just snapping people in midfield, taking the ball, starting counters, etc. Whereas, and maybe I'm being a little bit harsh by saying descent, but I think this year, I think he just his lack of technical people teams just sort of remembered that when he's at centre mid, if you pressure him, nothing's on. Mm. So obviously last yeah. year when he come in, everyone was like, all right, he hasn't played for time. Oh shit, because he's the epitome of PMP. In centre mid, like yeah. literally, you can't. He's like a wardrobe that moves at high speed. It's nuts. But then teams are like, okay, well, a wardrobe can't turn. A wardrobe isn't going to pop off or pass through the lines. Like, so he got found out, which to an extent is his fault. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I'd say biggest descent in terms of like team impact is probably Sissoko. And I, I don't know if I'm in a bad way, just an observation. Saying on Sissoko, that's another thing from the Palace game. How can man pull his hammy? From a bad first touch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only Sissoko can do something like that. Man, no, it's so unfortunate, man. Because it would have to be him. It's just like, oh, you can't even defend it. Ever. Yeah, so you another, can't. Another flop you can't, you can't. Even though he left in January. Christian Eriksen. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Just no point. No point. Like, I, moments this, this season, but on the whole, see, dreadful, man. Only, like, only disappointment with Ericsson is that it felt like he actually stopped trying. I feel well, like that's, that's the thing. And why did Pochettino <laughs> continue playing him then? This is the thing. As a professional, I ju- you just can't, you shouldn't do that. Like I get if your motivation is a bit low, but you're a high level pro. Like your intrinsic motivation has to activate. Like Coutinho, everyone knew Coutinho wanted to bounce, but he was like, you know what? I'm going to do my due diligence. I'll still get spamming my- in goals. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like we would have. There just would have been a bit more respect towards Ericsson had he just, yeah. you know, proper put in the graph before leaving. We'd have been like, you know what? You wanted to leave, but you did your thing. We respect you. Off you go. Do you know what I mean? It's just the way he just performed, that like the downturn was just was quite oh. sad, you know? It was, it was. Um, what else we got here? I think some of these are just so obvious, like best performance. We definitely would go for Burnley. Um, all right, what was the, the biggest, like, what the fuck moment in the whole season? Mm-hmm. I think Jared Mourinho being hired, probably. Yeah, Mourinho, Mourinho was definitely yeah, the, Mar- the Mourinho hiring Pochettino. Do you, um, do you remember the um, the whole uh, is it Christian Eriksen's wife thing or whatever was going on there? Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That was, fucking, that was crazy. That was crazy. Was that even true? Like, I don't know. Like, how did that even turn into a thing, man? That was that was mad. Vatongan, Vatongan turned it with a black eye, and then somebody was like, "Yeah, he's been, he's been packing out." <laughs> where did you not get this? Like? I just, sometimes you have to, you have to wonder these in the know guys. Where the hell did they get this stuff? Like, I completely rubbish. forgot about this. I hope they address this in the documentary. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's two things to look forward to in the documentary. <laughs> as well, what that happened? 
it's like some East Enders shit, man. That was crazy. And it's like, I think they even had to do like a statement or something. Like, crazy. <laughs> but no, but you know, some of these Belgian, man, they move mad, though. Remember Kurtois and KDB, bro? Yeah, that's true yeah. as well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, you never know, innit? But nah, that, that, was, that was probably the biggest thing. Yeah, that black guy, I think, is still unexplained. <laughs> to, to he's, he's bang the tongue good for <laughs> <laughs> um, all right what about the best Jose moment um, best Jose moment the fight between the and Sun Beautiful I have to put in a little nomination for intelligent cunts man I, I love that <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that shit man I think I another, one, another one was when um, I think Paul Merson must have said Kane's not going to ban goals under Mourinho. And then Mourinho just started list, listing off strikers in seasons that they scored when he wasn't there. <laughs> but I can't believe wrong stats. And shit. <laughs> no, he was moving like Trump. He was moving crazy that day. <laughs> None of the journalists pulled him on it. He said it was such, got such panache. He was having himself. Well, I started. I say started talking about Drogba, hundred goals, and like he was just saying anything. Oh no, he was talking about non-penalty goals, isn't it? Yeah, he was going crazy. He was going crazy. Uh, his, his, yeah, his Bruno Fernandez comment was quite funny. Like, recently, when he was talking about um, what do you say? Someone asked him, but I think they brought up Bruno again because we missed that, and he was like, "Yeah, they've got they've got a really good player who's who's really good at taking penalties." Cause <laughs> <laughs> no shade. No shade. <laughs> Yeah. Love it, love it. What do you guys think of Bruno, though? Do you think we missed out? Like, honestly, I think more, more than anything to me, the player who he reminds me of in our team right now, I think most people would think I'm going to say Lasoso. But for me, honestly, it's Deli Ali. When Deli Ali was in top form, he, he did a lot of the things that Bruno Fernandes does now for me, in that he tried to do the quick flick ons, he tried, he looked for the forward pass. He tried to be in space. You know what I mean? Like he, I just feel like there's there's a lot of similarities between how their game was when Deli Ali was at his best. Obviously, not right now. Yeah, that's another combo entirely. I think, no, I think, I think, I think we did miss out with Bruno still because you know, no matter what role you want to try and put him, whether it's at ten, whether it's playing deeper with Winks or Circle, whatever, like that is an extra piece of technical ability we're missing midfield that's another progressive pass we're missing out it's another person who wants to receive the ball mm. wants to run forward wants to score goals so you know like uh, it is a bit funny the way they talk about him misplacing passes and the way Pogba misplaces passes but um no I would say I'd say yeah we missed out but it is what it is do you know what I mean like they got him now they're paying him the racks we just, we just got off. we've got Alfie Devine in it it's mine now yeah, yeah. It's true, it's true, it's true. <laughs> Starboy. 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 Hey, someone get your stocks up, man. Tell me about <laughs> Alfie, bro. <laughs> I can't lie, I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't know a lot about Alfie Devine, you know. I've heard his name before, definitely. Because he, he used to play for um was it England in the sixteens, isn't it? In the midfield or I'm I guess. In midfield, yeah. So he played Obviously, if anyone listening, if you did or didn't see the threads that we dropped, so like he was Liverpool Academy, got mm. released at 11, he's put up front, and then Wigan took him quick. Um, and then they turned, I think he moved to centre mid. So he's more box to box, like he can play a bit deeper, but he is like, I've literally only ever seen one video of this kid, 
And I think it was because somebody put it in the group chat after someone asked after he signed. Um, but just like visually, he's not scared to get stuck in. He's got a free kick on him. Happily passed between the lines. Never scared to take the ball. Admittedly, it is whatever level he was playing at. And, you know, when kids are starting out age, the game is a lot uh, slower to them than it is to everyone else, you know? Yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, like I said on the thread, if you're, on, if you're 14 and you're playing for the under-18s and you're small and you're, and you're 15, and you, to be fair, you get moved up to the under-23s and you make your debut two months after your 15th birthday, mm. there is something about you. Do you know what I mean? Went to this tournament with England 16s, sport chain tournament, never heard of it in my life. One player of the tournament and he's one of the youngest there. Like, there is, there's talent there in it, do you know what I'm saying? Obviously, this, it's exciting to get in there before everyone else. Obviously, we'll feel sorry for Wigan going into with their financial difficulties, but the game is the game. We have to pounce, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, Don Levi. That's where we did pounce as well. Like, Ohio, you made an excellent point in the thread. Like, there was obviously a lot of fans kicking off. Like, why are we signing young players when we should be signing players to improve our current squad? And you were just mm. making a point in a separate tweet. We can do both. Very yeah. That's a good point as well. Like, it's a very low risk transfer from a player that actually looks like he has promise. So, fair play. On uh, us for snapping him up. You got Levy doing up both. We just gotta hope that he's not another guy like Ruben off the cheek and someone that bangs at youth level, then does absolutely fuck all when he turns <laughs> it up. That's <laughs> 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 fired. The thing is, I don't, I don't want to give him leeway because he's a Chelsea boy. But nah, man, once, once his Achilles is fully healed, a little bit yeah, shit. It, it could, be, it could get mad. It could get mad. <laughs> Tired of having it. <laughs> yeah, but it's true though. Like you're saying, once he's a kid, it's like saying once Ndombele gets fit, he's done. Like he's gonna be. I think he's played at a level where we would we should be able to say straight away whether he's good or not. He went yeah. to Palace. He done a decent job. He's gone back to Chelsea. I don't think he's as good as people say he is. But I mean, he's still young. He has come off a big injury. There's there's a lot to there's a lot for him to prove. And with all these different signings, I mean, his his position in the team could get even, you know, that window is getting even smaller. But he is still young, and there is there does seem to be a bit of a, bit of a player there. But I can't lie, man. We were just talking about guys playing with one knee. Fam. I'm not having all the Achilles. <laughs> I'm not having it, man. I want to see him. I want to see him do good in it. I just ain't seen it yet. I can't lie. Do you guys want to go into some um, listeners' questions? Yeah. End it. I just had a thick three. We got quite quite a bit. Well, a lot, yeah. Yeah, at least ten twenty. I haven't checked the quote the quote tweets. Uh, Ohio, do you want to take us through them? Yeah, man. I'll get a pop in. Uh, we'll start with start with tapping Tobes. Uh, he says, "Don't say Max Aaron's. Who is the realistic?" <laughs> you don't even know the question. You know the question already. Sorry. <laughs> when you said he's not saying Max Aaron's, you just know, bro. <laughs> oh, there's, there's other right backs besides Max Aaron's. Uh... <laughs> yeah, besides besides Aaron's, who is a realistic first right back option for us? Tough mm. question to start. Um, I think we've had a look at this guy from Atalanta. Is it? Mm. Timothy Cas- 
Support for this episode has been provided by Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks. If counting macros makes your head spin, count instead on a snack by Ratio. They've done the math for you, so you can spend less time studying the label and more time enjoying your day. Creamy and delicious, try strawberry and vanilla for two grams of carbs and a unique combination of sugar and protein. Interested? Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks are now available in the yogurt aisle at Walmart. Always consult your physician before starting an eating plan that involves regular consumption of high-fat foods. Castanier, I think is is that someone that we were we were possibly looking at? Like I had a I had a little look at him online, um, and he does look a decent player. He's I think he's a uh, mid twenties, um, mm-hmm. and he's playing in a very attacking Atalanta team. So he could be someone that could obviously do a job. Um, obviously, Italian league is a lot different to our league, but um, I think he's also kind of twerked a little bit saying that um, Tottenham are a decent club and, you know, he's not really sure what his position is at the moment until the season ends. Mm. So that's someone we could possibly, like, look into. Like, Aaron's is a funny one because I think he's a decent player, but I think as a Tottenham fan, we we should be looking a bit further on. We should be looking at players who are... I hate to use this term, but players who will definitely improve the current eleven. Like uh, whilst I whilst I like Aurea, I feel like he just isn't the right quality. So we need players to just push us to the next level. Um whether Aaron's is that person, I don't know. Like from what I've seen even Tanganga are right back, like I don't actually mind him playing there from time to time. But in terms of other prospective sort of right backs, I mean, there's not really that many out there. Like, I think Munier was somewhere that we've spoken about, but I think he signed recently for Dortmund. I think. Mhm. He has, yeah. Um, yeah. So, and that's someone again that's kind of off the radar. I don't know which other names would you guys put in there as well. Who did you, who did you heavily linked with uh, Yusuf Atal from oh, yeah, yeah, Nice? Yeah. He's looked very, very good. And from what I've seen, I've not really seen too many League One games like that. But from what I've seen him, he looks very good going forward, at least defensively suspect. But if he uh, carries on Mourinho with the lopsided wing back tactic and gives Atal that license to get forward, he could be really dangerous. And another outside shout would maybe be Dumfries from PSV. Oh, yeah. yeah. I understand he had a pretty good partnership with Bergwijn at PSV. Um, again, I haven't seen him play that much. I've only just seen YouTube clips of him. But. I like a look of him and we could get a good value and good prospect of a player from him, I think. Listen, before we move on to the next one, just because I've seen a couple of shouts about um, Bielsa fancying him, what would you think of Foyth mm. as the right back and then we're now like doing a pendulum thing so Foyth could be a bit more of a defensive one, the way Davies does it. And then we could play someone like Sess at left back for certain games. Like if, if we're playing like a, like a weaker right side or something. I love that option. Yeah. I'm just going to say yeah. that. Tanganga as well. I think you yeah, don't sleep on, on Foyth and Tanganga. I think um, it's, I get why everybody wants someone who can like improve sort of like who starts and who's, who's the first team right back. But I think as well, one of the things we need to improve is just like the consistency at right back. Because I think that's one of Oria's main problems. It's not that he's not good. It's just that he's not always consistent. He does have those mistakes in there. But maybe if Foyf and Tanganga get a bit more game time, they can be a bit more consistent and we won't have that issue about whether or not they're good enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, we got a big question from 
a whole lot of Rafi. He says, the way Jose's banking on Europa League is slightly worrying for me. Is our squad that bad that we can't get the Champions League through the league? So that's part one. And part two, do you think next season could be Kane's last if he doesn't see any significant progress? So we'll start with the Europa League one. Um, just to touch on that quickly. And this, uh, no, no offence, Rafi. I do hope you're listening. Please don't take any offence to this. If you do take offence, my postcode is... I'm joking. <laughs> um, I, think that, I think we sort of need to chuck ourselves a little bit in terms of like, like yeah, where we want to get to, we want to be back in the Champions League final, 100%. We, we want to we win Champions League. You want to win Prems, of course you do. But we need to remember what we have won since Jonathan Woodgate and the League Cup and all that. We haven't won anything, do you know what I mean? And if the likes of Son is coming out in the media and saying, I want to be in the Europa League, I want to win it. Jose is saying, I want to win it. It's actually nice for a change for a manager to sort of turn around and be like, actually, no, yeah, we, we want to win something. Do you know what I mean? Like, Mm-hmm. It's, it's not the be-all and end of what we want, but it's a start, I think. Yeah, I think it, it, it comes through that momentum thing again. Like, we, we haven't won a cup in so long. Like, I don't think it really matters which one it is. We just need to get the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll throw this one out to the boys. Do you think next season could be Kane's last if he doesn't see significant progress? Well, I wouldn't. First of all, I wouldn't fault him if it was his last because, like, whilst he's been a loyal servant, guy's been a shooter the whole time he's been here. You know, we have probably let him down in terms of his expectations mm. with regards to what we've done in the trophy cabinet. But I wouldn't fault him because, you know, this is a guy coming into the peak of his career who clearly wants to win. He is a winner. You can clearly tell, like, you know, he drives people, he motivates people. Um, personally I think if we don't win anything I think he has every right to go but whether or not Don Levy will let him go for X amount of money I don't know but like I wouldn't again fault him purely just because like you know he wants to be winning things he's the sort of player that clearly is driven by the ability to possibly win things to be able to play at the highest level to score goals at the you know the highest possible levels so you know, next season with everything that's happened with the new stadium and everything, if we don't win anything, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if someone came in or if he maybe had started to push closer towards the door. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, we, we got what, any other any other um, any other thoughts on that one? I think to, I mean you covered that quite well, to be honest. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I agree. Only only thing I would add to it is I think sometimes like I, I get the feeling that Kane might be motivated as well by getting that success at Tottenham. I think sometimes we miss that, but I don't know. I don't know if it's just the success that he wants because if it was that, I feel like he he's had that opportunity to leave like multiple times. Yeah, maybe true. maybe that maybe we we're just like that could just be sort of like our insecurities about it. Like obviously he's he's our he's our guy. Do you know what I mean? We don't want to lose him, but yeah, I don't know, man. I think maybe. Maybe he is motivated by being at Tottenham. He could be like that Gerard kind of player or something. Yeah. Mm. We gotta make sure this guy keeps popping out of kids, man. Because the more kids he has, <laughs> okay, man. <laughs> man's banging goals in and out of the bedroom, man. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, we got uh, one from our boy Sai. He says, with the noise surrounding Levy and all the noise we've seen on Twitter recently, 
Uh, what are your thoughts on him potentially maintaining his role if some sort of takeover does happen? Can his methods be fine-tuned into a bigger budget or do you think he's incapable of adapting? Ooh, good questions this week. Very good question. Um, I think personally I'd be happy for him to stay on because he's always kind of worked without a, uh, a bit of a cash injection. And if we were in a scenario where we were actually taken over by someone with oil money and potentially a lot of lawyers as well, I think he, <laughs> like there was um, an article and I will credit them, The Athletic, who said <coughs> the master <laughs> one and Short he's fire. great in negotiations and probably the best as long as he has leverage. Obviously, with like a good takeover, and we've got a nice financial backing behind us when we're not working to like tight budgets and we do have leverage, I think he's got that Tottenham supporter in him as well to still be able to carry us forward. Yeah, yeah, I'll just get on to Daniel DV. Yeah, just because he's like the face of the owner of Tottenham and he's like the easiest target, but. Well, who's that actual one? Is it Joe Lewis? Is that his name? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, the guy yeah. that pumps some money into the club, even though he yeah, doesn't, yeah, yeah, do, anything yeah. doesn't do anything else. So if we did get someone to pump money in, then you'll leave you to handle the business side because like I've, I've tweeted on the account and on my personal account, I think he's done a magnificent job of running the business. Yeah, absolutely. Get someone in just to handle the football side of it in terms of the scouting, in terms of the, the intake of players and getting rid of players as well. I've no issues with Daniel Levy saying I think he's done a good job. Uh, just to put another perspective on it, I think, so I, I don't have any issues with Daniel Levy staying on, but I think there can definitely be some question marks about how he would spend a bigger budget. Because I think when we've had bigger budgets in the past, that's when like the mistakes have started to creep in, it feels like. So yeah, that's just something to look out for. But definitely I agree. Like I, I think he'd, he'd, he would be amazing. I think he is amazing at the moment still. Like we, he's, he's Yeah, like he gets, he gets a lot of grief and, you know, I read that Forbes article that came out earlier in the week and then obviously the Athletic article and, you know, whilst it's so (laughs) frustrating as a Tottenham fan, you have to give the man credit. You know, he's literally dragged this club with him and we have this amazing stadium, this amazing new complex. You know, we've had this, not success in the terms of trophies, but, you know, as a club, we have, you know, we've improved in so many different ways. Um, and I suppose now we kind of just want to make sure that we're moving forward with regards to transfers and recruitment that we make the right decisions because clearly on the business side of things, he's doing the right things. You know, Tottenham are, are now becoming a profitable football club where we generate, we actually generate, you know, revenue, uh, yeah, if not the like biggest, you know. So he's done so many amazing things and you can't fault him for that. But you always, as a Tottenham fan, as a football fan, you just have to be like, it's frustrating because you want him to just just to release the shackles a little bit so that we can thrive, you know? I think, just to pretty much summarise what you said, I think it's balance. I think you we are... Because I think the, the Enic out and Levy out gang, all them lot, I think it's, it doesn't have to be one or the other. Like, you can appreciate what man has done and still be frustrated with times he's come up short. So, the little change that we needed to get Grealish over the line. The liquid change you needed to get Mane, you know what I mean? There's there's signings there that yeah, it's you know there's a, and I think there's something I was reading. I don't I can't remember whose thread it was. I honestly would credit you if I could remember, but I think they were talking about um, some of the signings Poch wanted, and we ended up with the Nkudus and the and the Ngs. 
That's what Levy, innit? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, 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 who is them man there? He used to buy that guy every year. The same guy, bro. Bro, remember that one assist yeah, that Nkudu got against Fulham for weeks ago? Oh, Harry Winks yeah, last Nkudu must have been <laughs> oh, I'm still here or something like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's, it's one of those ones. I think people that all Enik are leaving, like, he's just like, look, pre where we were in it, do you know what I mean? Pre where we were, pre where we are now. But I'm not saying be 100% happy, but it's like balance, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, I want to try and combine two questions here. One from who is Kwam and one from, I think it's Decoy LDN. And the general gist is, um, is how far can Jose take us? And is he a better option than Poch was to try and use those two together? I think for me, he's like the necessary evil right now. Like, I wouldn't say he's better than Poch was. And I mean, like, if things don't go amazing, I wouldn't even be too opposed to Poch coming back. Like, maybe he's cleared his head now. We can get get another another sort of run out of him. But I mean, in terms of Mourinho right now, I just think he was he's the necessary evil. He can take us a bit further by just giving us that extra edge. Like he said, I think he's hit the nail on on right on the head when he talked about sort of adding that that side to your game, like just becoming cunts, just just having that edge. Like and I think that that was the difference in the Battle of the Bridge. Like we spoke about that being like one of the best games in Vertonghen's career and, and how much that meant to us as fans. And in a lot of games where we play badly, I do think that's one of the things that is missing. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. I think he, he can definitely take us far at this current moment. I wanted to get your, um, your guys' opinions. Do you think Jose is playing like this because he just has to do what it, what it takes to get the points coming in halfway through a season and we'll see something a bit different with the next season? Or do you think this is just what to expect under Mourinho. I, f- I feel like he's very pragmatic. Like, I, I, I always think back to the first game when he came back. I mean, when, yeah, when he, when he joined, like against West Ham, obviously it, was, yeah. it ended 3-2, so it wasn't perfect. But I just felt like we were a lot more expansive in that game. And yeah, it probably think, went a bit downhill from there. Yeah, I think, uh, I don't know. Because he did say before when we still had Poch, I remember he said on Sky Sports or something that he, he will have to adapt and stuff. Mm. I think generally speaking, I still accept, I still expect pragmatism, mm. but I expect better pragmatism. You know, I know mm. I know people feel a certain way about XG and however it's interpreted and stuff, but our XG, Palace's XG against us was one point one. Scary. Ours against theirs was zero point three. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's scary, it's, scary. This is flipping a team with Christian Benteke up top has more than tripled our XG in one game. That is scary. Yeah, that is crazy. Like, Bournemouth had how much of the ball against us? That is scary. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, I don't mind being defensive and playing on the break if we're very good at the defensive. That's 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 all I ask for. Do you know what I'm saying? And maybe maybe that's where Lendy's going to come in and be barking them orders and drilling it into like our centre backs and whoever's in front of them to, to protect them. So. It's just whatever we're doing now, if it's getting results, I can't really complain, but it has to be better because we can't keep outperforming our XG because it actually always catches up with you no matter what you think of it. Yeah, yeah. it's true. It's up. true. Uh, da, 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 who else we got? We got, okay, we got one from Just J093. He says, who's there? Does, how many additions do we need to have the proper squad depth to compete in Europa and the league? Uh, in in my honest opinion, 
I think we need four. Well, definitely three. But if we can get four, that would be amazing. I think if it's four, we need two fullbacks. We need a DM and we need a backup striker. But if it's three, it's a backup striker, a DM and another left back, in my opinion. To expand on the question, so Nikki, De- Nikki Depressed, you asked three questions. I'm going to take the middle one because you kind of answered the other two. What type of signings do you think can be made to improve the squad? So obviously we mentioned a couple of right-back options. Got potentially Hoybieg, depending on what KWP wants to do. Is there any other sort of type of signings you might would 100% want? Um, we were talking about like backup for striker. What do you guys think of Callum Wilson? I think he's quite limited. Mm. As an all-round player, it's the striker he's good at, obviously getting him behind and scoring. But if it was if it was a toss-up between Josh King and Callum Wilson, I don't know how or what fee Bournemouth would quote us for Josh King compared to the heavily rumoured ten million for Callum Wilson. But I heard as well, I think Callum Wilson's had back-to-back ACL injuries as well. He has, yeah, he has, yeah. He's... That'll be a risky move. Um, yeah, like, I I totally agree with you. Like, if it was me, I'd be more inclined to pick Josh King. I feel like Josh King, in a weird way, he's more like Lorente as opposed to closer to Kane, if you know what I mean, because... He's a bit tall. He can probably hold up, hold up the ball a bit better. He's decent on the ball. Like, you don't often see him really getting him behind, but he, he is a bit of a hassle for defenders. And he has played in, in, in the Premier League. So, like, he does, he does have, like, you would say the know-how. And he's an international um, for Norway as well. So, this is someone that I think will probably be a decent addition. I don't think he's that old either. Um, I would prefer... Josh King over Callum Wilson. I feel that the ACL situation is something to always kind of worry about. Mm-hmm. But it's weird, like, the goals of him have properly dried up in, like, the last sort of yeah. six to eight months as well. Um, and then if we're thinking about someone on the other side, like, I think Parrot's still young, so I think getting him on loan, out on loan would be good. But someone I've mentioned before, like, I mean, I properly, properly... Have stocks in on in Ollie in Ollie Watkins. Yes. Like, I, mm-hmm. I properly believe this is a player that, whilst I'm not going to say he's a brilliant player, but he's a very you can clearly tell he's a very hungry, young, good player. And I feel like to have him to be hungry as like a backup, learning off Kane with mm-hmm. that internationals in the squad with Mourinho sort of helping him. And as I said yesterday, like with a buyout clause for only 18 million. For someone who was bought, I think, for one point something million, I mean, would be, I think, would be a decent option to go forward. And also thinking about the future as well, because, you know, we know how Don Levi loves to move with his buy-in for profit, you know, so. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I know um, beggars can't be choosers as well, but I was thinking, ideally, if we could sign a backup forward that can ideally play out wide as maybe even an inside forward as well. I think it was... Probably your show, Ohio, where you said Memphis Depay. Mm-hmm. I think that's um, a quality. He's a quality player, and I think it's a viable signing for us as well. Did he yeah, play under Mourinho at United, Depay? He no, he played under Van, Van Hall. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, played under Van Hall. He was only twenty-six. 
And like he's, if he's not playing, Holland don't play. Do you know what I mean? Like, true, yeah, true, everything true. goes. Yeah, like, I like, I like that shot a lot. He's coming off quite a peak injury in his defense, but he's from what I've been hearing, he just he looks mad, mad hungry, and like he's he is the main man at Leon. Like we. And you can never have too much sauce in the team, man. I don't. No, I don't. Mind. Never too much sauce. Uh-huh. Come on, if he, come on, if he wants to, if he wants to go make some videos of Heady One and RV in the meantime. <laughs> find some goals in between. It's I can see the pie featuring Heady and RV. It's calm, bro. I'm pretty sure Holland played a kind of uh, chilled counter-attacking kind of system as well. So I think that would really suit Mourinho. Probably mm-hmm. if I'm wrong, I haven't seen Holland that much, but. From how they played against us, it looked quite similar. As in, when he played against England. In case of any Spurs fans that still have this glimmer of hope, because obviously Mourinho's come out and said we need to be looking at free transfers and that kind of stuff. But there's any Spurs fan that thinks we're signing a guys like Diego Costa or guys like Edison Cavani? <laughs> yeah, it's not going to happen, big man. It's just on the wages alone, it's just like a no. I mean, I know, I know we earn decent wages. They earn decent wages now, and there's like a decent bonus structure and stuff. But just yeah. the base wage alone is enough to be like these are players that are we just have to accept are not in our. Mind you, though, like in in these like these unprecedented times, you think <laughs> are these kind of players? <laughs> Listen. Listen, Ozil's added 350 and he hasn't even touched pitch the whole time. <laughs> None of these 33 year olds are going to come and earn half and be busting a gut for Mourinho. <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like, who's, because who's going to sign another one of those guys? Like, who's, who is going to sign Cavani for 350 grand a week right now? Mad. Do you get what I mean? Like, he, he, that, that pay cut might be destined right now in this, in this, <laughs> in these unprecedented times, you know? Boy. Just on just on the topic of strikers, uh, Chase Bears free. We can't we've kind of mentioned Parrot a little bit. Mm. Um, thoughts on Parrot getting loaned to Millwall? Did anybody see him going going anywhere else? Because I thought that we might have used him. To, he could have gone on loan to Bournemouth and we get one of their boys, but I don't think it's going to happen now. Mm. Um, I think I read earlier on. I think Robbie Keane went to went to Millwall when he was when he was young. Um, and Robbie Keane is involved in the coaching staff um, at Ireland and he's always spoken quite positively about Troy Parrott so I think maybe that's been something that's been said maybe that he's been in, in his ear because funnily enough Harry Kane's also been there as well Yeah. Um, so maybe Parrott can yeah. also maybe ask Kane about that uh, the fact that it's somewhere he's probably just became a bit hardened um, you know playing men's pro football um, at a decent sort of level, and I, f- I think for him it would be good. Like everyone seems to be speaking quite positively about Parrot, and I feel like he just needs to be getting playing. Once he gets, once he gets playing and starts getting confidence, you know, similar to like Brewster, who's at Swansea. You know, mm. he's playing regularly, playing men's football, and he's scoring goals. And that sort of builds confidence, and that kind of like builds you as a player, you know, for later on in your career. So I don't think that would be. A bad thing. Like, how old is Parrot? 18, 19, I think? So, 18, yeah. Yeah, so it would be, I think it would be decent. Um, and, and it's still in London as well, so it's not as if he's, yeah, he's moving too far away as well, you know? Yeah. That does say that if we are loading Parrot out, we are getting another striker in. We have to be. We have to be. I would hate to see what, what Mourinho does if we don't. Uh, I'm oh, yeah, the press conferences would be very, very interesting, but I'd, I'd be shook to just see what Jose does. 
Are we all like agreed on Hoiberg? Because I think we need him. I really do. Like, we need that option 100%. Like, like without a competent player in that position, and obviously how competent he is, and the fee we seem to be getting him for, it looks like a good deal all round, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I think, um, like, as the more games we can get without Sissoko being like necessary as opposed to like chosen. I think yeah. it would be a good thing. Because at the moment, <clears throat> I think, yeah, in some games, it looks like he's stealing a living. Like, obviously, some games he does he does a necessary job. But in other yeah. games, it does feel like he's stealing a living, like running away from the ball. He doesn't, he doesn't want the ball passed to him and things like that. Like, it kind of shows him. On the pitch, um, yeah, I just think with this Hoiberg guy, I'm, I'm not really so tied up to the player. It's just more having another option in midfield I think that's what, yeah. what I'm thinking about yeah. mm. you know someone who wants to play at defensive midfield or someone who's happy to screen mm. and help the defenders but someone who's also sort of technically proficient is happy to take the ball on is happy to try and progress the play is happy to even try get forward and score um, again you know we speak about it but this is a guy who's an international he's been captain as well yeah. Premier League club and an international level so this is someone who could definitely improve us, mm -hmm. if not take us to the next level, but definitely improve us and give us more of an option. Like Sissoko has like an option, so it's it's hard to watch sometimes, to be honest. And then the last one, um, yeah. Now, to be fair, most of the questions have been very similar to one another. The last one that's quite different, which I think we're all probably going to agree on in a sense, from um, Fuad Kadani. Thoughts on Larissa's turnaround in form? Since restart, big up. Positive. Behind Jose's uh, Jose's style of man management as well, isn't he? Like he seems to have really embodied that and shown for the first time that I've ever seen him actually like being a very vocal captain and mm -hmm. being like what's traditionally known in like the Premier League as the captain who actually just shouts at people all the time and all these people around, but in an organised in an organised fashion and calls people out on their BS and obviously he's been performing well as a goalkeeper anyway. I think obviously our play style suits his style of goalkeeping as well. Like you see him make a lot of errors when he rushes out. Yeah, he's not a sweeper. Someone gets in behind the high line or when he's like trying to pirouette on the ball, like even in the World Cup final, <laughs> he did the goal like that. Um, so yeah, I think overall Jose Mourinho style suits him. Obviously, tactically on the pitch and his man management style as well. Just seen a big upturn in form in him, especially since the restart. Mm -hmm. It's done our club a big, big favour because last summer I was saying a goalkeeper has to be one of our main positions. Like, I wasn't happy with Gazaniga. Yeah. Like, he's a very good looking boy, in it? but he's not a great goalkeeper. And Larissa thought he was just declining, isn't it? He's in his early 30s now. And I was yeah. like, we need to prioritise a goalkeeper. That's on top of a striker and a DM and a right-back and a left-back and attacking midfield. <laughs> so it's basically like replacing all the squads. So if Lloris can keep this form up for another two years, then we, we thank God. Mm. Just, um, that's all on the questions. I just had two quick things from me. One, um, I read something the other day, um, about probably yesterday, too, about Vertonghen. The winner against Wolves, right, when you deep it, 
we beat we are we are sixth on goal difference compared to Wolves. So I think that's probably the perfect ending. That's a perfect yeah. present from Vitonga. Because that doesn't go in with we're seventh, and then Arsenal yeah. probably win the FA Cup. Yeah. It's crazy when you think about like that. No. Exactly. And then another another thing someone else said, um, I think I think someone said something on the lines of, you know, when Ledley left, we were looking for like a Ledley replacement. And I think Vertonghen got as close to that as you possibly could. And now Vertonghen's going and Ledley's come back. It just sort of, it all just fits fairly, oh, yeah. fairly nicely. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, like it's that. true, it's true. And then... Um, full circle. Yeah, man. And then absolute last thing for me, obviously, the, um, the, the Athletic are publishing top 60 greatest Premier League players ever. So I'm just wondering from you boys, obviously, we've got posts on your account, but who, who do you think are like absolute shoo-ins and then potential outside Wait, or former players? Top 60 players of Premier League history of all time. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. number 60 oh, okay. today was Les Ferdinand, who obviously is more of a Newcastle legend than Tottenham legend. But like I said from the account, him and Clinton um, aren't doing their team, we get relegated in 98. So, mm. Otay Les Ferdinand. But yeah, who do you man think are like shoe ins and then maybe outside shots like former former players? Well, definitely the Centurions. So, Kane, mm-hmm. Defoe. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think purely purely PFL because of his, of his PFA winner, I think he would have to put Bale in there. Yeah, Those you'd have nine. to. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think that Michael Carrick might be in there. That's a good shot. Yeah, he might be in there more as a Man United player. As a United player, yeah. He, he won, won a lot as, Uni- as a United player, didn't he? Yeah. yeah literally, oh, I think he was the only signing that year and then they won they won the league and then Champions League the year after or the league and Champions League the same year or something like that. Wow. He was the only signing that year. Like, he was nuts. Um, I think... What do you think of Lopez? Yeah, Berbatov. Yeah, outside shot for me. Yeah, and then um, maybe Klinsman. I think Klinsman might be in there. Would he be above Ferdinand, you reckon? Mm, well, I, I, don't know. I don't I know, know he would be for I, th- us, I think for, for the culture, I think he, he, he could be. But if you're looking at that sort of list, there's going to be a lot of people putting there, not just for nostalgia, but more for like what they've achieved in the Premier League, really. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and no, I think it's definitely going to be a combination of both. So, what about um, Ledley? Ledley, <laughs> you know what? For, I mean, Jamie Carragher is number fifty-nine. So, uh, if Carragher's in there, Carragher's <laughs> there. You know what I mean? I'm not, yeah. but, but, but isn't is but isn't he like the most like appearance maker ever? For Liverpool, you see, he turned up. He's second highest own goals. That's what he is. <laughs> participation awards there for most of them. Spitting at little children, bro. <laughs> oh, jeez. And then for the for the record, uh, Carlos Tevez was number fifty-eight. So crazy. Yeah. So no, Defoe has to be in there, man. Like, love that guy, man. Yeah. Oh, that guy. Nuts, bro. But yeah, that's that's all from my end still. All right, guys, so because we missed predictions last week, should we end it on a prediction for the final? The, uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck him. That's what it is. Because <laughs> 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 I, I'm not here, that's it. Because <laughs> uh, I'm not here, fuck him, innit? Like... <laughs> that's the energy we need. I love it. I love it. 
I think I think I could take it a bit easier from Chelsea fans if they want it because they'll just they'll just not really care. I've only got one Chelsea fan in my main football group chat. There's like three <laughs> Arsenal fans, like, and it was just. It would just be like, oh, our worst ever season. We've got another trophy. You do. Oh, that's the worst part. <laughs> I hate that they pretend that they even play the trophies, bro. Nah, they don't, man. They don't like. They don't even like them, bro. They won five and fired their manager. Like they don't care about trophies. I don't know why they're doing that. You're, you're tenth, like, like, or eight, or whatever, like, kind of. I think a Chelsea win would be easier to stomach. I think. Yeah, that that that's the only way to really look at it, man. Chelsea win is just better than than anything. It's quite annoying as well because I've got a whole family that supports Spurs apart from my younger brother who supports Arsenal and I'm still convinced he's adopted but <laughs> yeah, it'll be definitely easier to stomach from that end as well Chelsea win. Uh, um, score predictions? Or? Okay, I'm going to say 3-1 Giroud. Yeah. 2-1 <laughs> Giroud winner. I want to see twerking on the plane again celebrating. Yeah. Trophy. <laughs> 2-1 Giroud winner. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, that's that's Never that. Yeah. Sissoko finally waiting. Good, good one, Ericsson low. Great ball into the middle. What a save by Heaton. Tonight's Davison Sanchez. Lucas Moura. And belted into the net. Brilliant goal. On debut, Tungay Ondombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura. Clips it. A great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Support for this episode has been provided by Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks. If counting macros makes your head spin, count instead on a snack by Ratio. They've done the math for you, so you can spend less time studying the label and more time enjoying your day. Creamy and delicious, try strawberry and vanilla for two grams of carbs and a unique combination of sugar and protein. Interested? Ratio keto-friendly dairy snacks are now available in the yogurt aisle at Walmart. Always consult your physician before starting an eating plan that involves regular consumption of high-fat foods. Sports Social Podcast Network.